What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and we've got an absolutely loaded show for you today. First up, Detroit Lions cornerback Amani Oruwarie comes on the podcast and talks about his journey through the NFL. Uh, we talk about The Bachelor, uh, his first career interception. I try to get some beef uh, with a couple players out of him, but it doesn't work out. Obviously, he's a true professional. Uh, and then after that, we have an interview with the creator of DraftMate, the first sports-based dating website or dating app that that the world has ever seen. It's very exciting, a very interesting interview, pretty cool guy. Uh, so, And then after that, we go into the next unveiling of the power rankings. So we did 29 through 32, so next up is 25 through 28, and we talk a little schedule release too. But first, my interview with Imani Oruarie. We are now joined with former Nittany Lion, current Detroit Lions cornerback, Amani Oruarie. Amani, how you doing? Doing well, sir. How you doing? Doing well. First question, I mean, the same question I've asked everybody we've had on the podcast the last 50 days. What are you doing in quarantine? How are you doing? What's your training process look like? What has it been like for you at this point? Uh, so I've been, I've been quarantined since, um, you know, middle of March. Um, out here in Los, Los Angeles. Um, that's where I was at uh, previous to all this. Uh, just out here training for my during my off season, just kind of just you know enjoying the nice weather and just you know just around some of my friends and, and stuff like that. So um, that's where I've been since. Um, just been here, just you know, kind of trying to stay on that same kind of routine of just you know getting my training in, getting my working in, and um, and just trying to just you know better myself in in every other way. Um, so that's where I've been at. Mm -hmm. yeah no la la is not the worst place to be quarantined at i think there's yeah, sure. you know you got some some good weather for sure um also today is mother's day so have to ask you obviously i know my mom is very important to me what impact has your mom had on you in in your career and just in your life in general uh, i mean my mom's been the rock um you know she's just she if you if you meet her anybody who knows her knows that she's just all about you know doing the right thing discipline um and just just doing everything by the book. Um, and she's a loving person, cares more about other people than herself, just so selfless. And, um, you know, I, I, I try to take as much from her as I can every day um, to better myself in my life. But, um, you know, I, I sent her some flowers and chocolates and everything down there in Florida, and she loved it. Um, and so um, I just wanted to, you know, shout her out, give her a good, a big happy Mother's Day for her and, you know, all, everyone, every other you know, strong, independent woman who has, you know, played that motherly role in my life. Um, and so just wanted to take the time to do that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Moms are definitely important. Uh, so let's go back. You said, you know, your mom's in Florida. That's where you grew up, went to high school, Gaither High School. How, how did you end up at Penn State? I mean, Pennsylvania and Florida, that's, that's a big difference, I think, uh, you know, culturally and geographically. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got recruited by a bunch of places. Um, majority were Big Ten schools, um, but I actually ended up pulling the trigger on Vanderbilt and was committed to Vanderbilt University. I'm down there in Nashville and um, was there committed all throughout my last year and everything. Um, and then the, the head coach there, Coach Franklin, who is now the head coach at Penn State, uh, ended up switching over to Penn State. And uh, I know they, 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 they still wanted me. They, you know, pursued me, offered me at Penn State. and. Um, went up on a visit, loved it. And that's just, that, that's how the story kind of rolls and ended up there. Um, never thought I would have been there, but, um, enjoyed every, 
every, I mean, literally every last minute of it, it was the best experience ever. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. And, and your story is, is obviously, you know, the, the classic college tale, you work your way up uh, from the beginning, you know, redshirt freshman all the way up to starting senior. Is there a favorite moment that you have just whether as that you've accomplished as a team or something that you yourself did at Penn state? Um, I guess I'll hit both, both uh, probably in the same year. First, um, individually, I would say like, just like you said, working my butt off from being a true freshman to even my redshirt freshman year is not seeing all the progress you wanted to, to that third year when, you know, just something just finally clicked, um, start working harder, kept working harder with a purpose. And um, I guess that, that one moment where I was like, all right, hard work's paying off was my finally, you know, start cracking that depth chart, start breaking the rotation. And then the first game of the season ended up getting my first ever career pick for a touchdown. And so after that, I kind of just looked around, just like, you know, it's all that hard work's worth it. You just got to keep putting it in. Um, and then that same year, just the way our team just, you know, fought the whole year, um, won a lot of games out there, not starting off as great as we wanted to and ended up winning the Big Ten Championship. And that was one of the, you know, special highlights of my college career for sure. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, the fact that you didn't, you know, it took you a while to crack the starting lineup doesn't really have anything to say so much from your play, but just the talent that you had around you. I mean, you look at 2018, all four of the defensive backs were, were in the NFL draft. What, what does that say about the culture at Penn State, knowing that there are a lot of guys that go there that eventually find success in the NFL? Yeah, um, I mean, that's just the culture, you know, Coach Franklin tries to bring there, um, just competition. Um, you know, that's how it is in the NFL. All those guys, you know, come, they want, obviously want to get a first-class degree and everything, but majority of them want to play in the next level. And, and to play in the next level is going to be competition every year, every week, every day. So he just wants to create that environment so it's not anything new to you. And that's why we, we transition so well because we're, we're so used to that. And uh, so he creates that environment of just competing every day, not settling, knowing, trying to beat the man across from you, outwork him. And so um, it usually pays off. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the other thing I saw, you're, you have a double major, you're telecommunications and broadcast journalism. What, how important is, is education to you uh, as, as an asset, even after your NFL career? Uh, like I said, my, my mom instilled discipline in us at a young age. Education was first, academics was always first. Um, me and my brothers always just, that was our first priority. And um, yeah, uh, academics has just stuck with me. Um, it's just something that I think is important, whether you might not learn, not everything in those classes, you might not learn that you can physically use for the real world, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a lot of great things about academics that you could take with you, that you can teach your kids, that you can um, make a difference in this world and just um, be able to pursue whatever avenue you want. Um, you know, I, like you said, I got a degree in, uh, broadcast and telecommunications, um, whether I want to pursue those actual um, avenues or not, doesn't really matter because going to Penn State and being around the academic environment, I've met so many people and networked with so many people that um, I can pursue whatever avenue I really wanted to. Um, and that's what academics bring, that level of just community and um, just drive. So um, I'm happy I went to Penn State and that was a great academic uh, culture I was at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's important to, like you built for yourself, a, a springboard to whether you want to go into those things after or if you want to eventually, if you, if you want to eventually go into um, 
some that that same field or, or something else. That's that's awesome. It's a good way to set it up. Uh, one thing I've seen as going through your Instagram, uh, you and you are you quarantined with Saquon Barkley? Or are you guys training together? Or um, I, I guess my question is, talk to me a little bit about what he, uh, your friendship and kind of how he's helped you, you know, going into the league a year earlier than you did. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows, uh, and everyone knows Saquon. You know, he's a great hard worker, one of my best friends. Um, we actually lived together my last year at Penn State. And so, I mean, his last year at Penn State. And um, so just, I mean, just amazing human being, um, just smart, um, great family. And so, uh, yeah, I've just, I mean, we just, we train together. Um, you know, a bunch of us Penn State guys always like to train together, uh, be around each other. We trained together for a period of time out here. Um, but like I said, yeah, he's just one of my good friends. We just pick each other's brain, you know, try to, you know, test each other with you know, football knowledge. And, and we always compete in everything we're always doing, whether it's video games, playing cards or whatever. It's just, that's just how our friend group is. So, um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So one of the things, you know, obviously we're, we're getting on the, in the end of this 2020 draft, it's finished up. Take me back to your experience as a prospect in 2019. You, you were you played in the Senior Bowl. You went to the Combine. What was that sort of thing like for you? How was it uh, as far as just getting information, getting meetings from general managers or or scouts? Or what was that process like for you? It was long. Um, from the minute you <laughs> finished the season, uh, my last, from the last game, you, I mean, you go right to work. Um, you know, we did obviously had our bowl game and everything, and then right after that, you. You off to training, go um, get signing with your agent, and I'm um, just training. Just it's just life moves fast after that, and so it was it was good though. I took it all in. Um, was training out here and out, actually in Orange County, California, and uh, trained with my trainer Ryan Flaherty. He got me right, um, worked on everything I needed to work on, uh, prepared me well. Went to the Senior Bowl, competed, uh, and you know hopefully made made people you know notice me a little bit. Got to the combine, did did my thing there. Um, hit a, hit a good amount of the times I wanted to hit, and then and then eventually, you know, got my name called to Detroit, and uh, it was, you know, it was it was tough in the beginning because you know everyone, like everyone that goes in the draft, you you expect something, you might expect something different that actually happens. But mm-hmm. regardless, when you look back on it, it's a blessing. Um, it's a blessing to be able to be in the position I'm in, and you know I wouldn't take it back for anything because everything happens for a reason. Um, so yeah, that was my process. Yeah. And, and like you said, it wasn't just you that expected something different. I think a lot of people had you pegged as, you know, a a second round, third round cornerback, but you went all the way to the fifth round. Was that, was that sort of a a motivating factor for you knowing that, that you were passed over that many rounds? In a sense. Yeah. I don't, I try not to like, let that be the whole, like, what I'm working for, but like it definitely will like, you know, what I mean, tap on your shoulder, and remind you every day while you're out there and you're grinding, just like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. And it's like, well, now you're just all into what they thought you would be, you know what I mean? And so it's just that's definitely a chip, something that I would play with, chip on my shoulder with, but I don't let it take control of me or let it, let it worry about me because I have my own standards as well. So. Yeah. And, and going into the year, it's kind of a similar situation to what you had at Penn State. Started off getting special teams reps, not a lot of defensive reps. I think it was week 11, the first time you stepped on as, as a, a member of that defense. And, and you kind of made your impact right away. What was, how were you motivating yourself during the season when 
you're really taking a few special team reps, but you really have to get it done in practice. What's your, what's your main sense of motivation during that time? Uh, just stay ready. I mean, that's, that's the best way coaches would say and the veterans just prepare like you're about to start tomorrow. Prepare like you're going to start every single week because you just never know. That's how this game is. People go down, injuries happen. Um, rosters fluctuate. Everything's very fluid. So you just got to be ready when your name's called. And so uh, I try to do that day in and day out every week and just prepare. And then, um, you know, when my name got called, um, you know, made some plays, let some go, but definitely was a rookie year to remember. And I, I definitely learned a lot from it and I plan to build on it. Yeah, the one thing I want you to clear up for me. So you picked off Dwayne Haskins, who former rival at Ohio State. And then on Instagram, I want you to, to, to shed some light on this for me. You said, uh, welcome to the NFL, Rook. Was that for you saying, you know, as in this is your first career interception, saying me, welcome to the NFL? Or because you were pointing at somebody in that picture. Was, were you pointing at Dwayne Haskins, a little Big Ten rival? No, no, saying, no. no. It, wasn't, it wasn't anything like that at all. Oh, okay, I was, okay. I, I think I was pointing at our sideline. Just oh, okay. Kind of like pointing at them being excited. It wasn't anything like that. Um, no, I mean, the caption kind of just was just speaking for itself. Just all in all, just ups and downs throughout the year. But finally, just like I said, my retro freshman year, just finally get to make that play and just, all right. Take a deep breath. All right, let's go now. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of how it was. So that, that was that was the purpose behind the, the caption. Oh, okay. I was I was hoping for a little for a little you know social media action. I could I could clip this part and be like, nah, big rivalry between Amani and Dwayne Haskins. You know, nah, gotta look out I, I, for it. I, it ain't it ain't nothing like that. It's all love with him. Um, yeah. Good good player, great player, and so I hope to have many more battles against him in the years to come. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, you know, I have to do my job. I gotta, I gotta go digging for something for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's go through, I mentioned to you before, I went through a couple, couple of your tweets. Cause like it's, I said, we're in quarantine. It's like, what else, what else am I really going to do? Uh, I want to get, I want to see if your opinion has changed on any of these things um, as we're at, where you're at now in your life. So first one is, and it's perfect. Cause it's Sunday. I legit only crave Chick-fil-A on a Sundays when it's not open. Are you craving Chick-fil-A right now? Uh, there isn't a crazy amount of Chick-fil-A's around me currently, but there's still that taste of chicken and some French fries or something in my mouth. Definitely. I would definitely say Sundays, I still want to, if I had, if there's a Chick-fil-A available, I want it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fair. It, it makes it more enticing. I agree with 100% when, it's, when you can't get it. Exactly. Definitely. Uh, here's this one. Direction is more important than speed. Many are going nowhere fast. So what's a way that you make sure your direction's in the right place? Uh, just knowing your values, you know what I mean? Knowing what you stand for, knowing what you work for, and you know that, then you always are working towards uh, perfection. may not get to it, but you're always going to be working towards that. Um, but when you're, you know, stuck and not really knowing what you're doing and, you know, pursuing this, that, and that, and all over the place, you're going somewhere, but I mean, you're not really going anywhere. You know what I mean? You're just mm -hmm. you're just moving, moving fast, but not really going anywhere. And that's kind of what I took behind that. Um, just trying to actually like be working towards something and always have a purpose behind something. So don't just do do stuff for anything. You got to actually, you know, have a meaning behind it. So. Mm -hmm. And last one here. I'm hashtag Team Madison all day. She's outstanding. Are you still? Because 100%. I was Team Madison too. I don't think. I think she was too good for Peter, though. I'm going to say that. That's my hot take. Where, are you still Team Madison? Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm indifferent. And I've had arguments about this a lot because 
I was team Madison just because she just never really, she, she was exactly what I was saying. Like she stood for what she stood for. Um, she, you know what I mean? Just never really created drama. She just did her own, stay in her own lane. Seemed like one of the girls who actually were in it for the actual, like, you know what I mean? To actually meet somebody. Yeah. A little bit. Cause then you hear those rumors that she, with all the stuff she did on Instagram with the comment, like, so like, it's really back and forth. You never really know until you actually know the person. But I was, towards the end, I was definitely, I definitely was Team Madison after Peter's mom, after all that. Then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I've only watched, so this is my second season of watching The Bachelor. And I, I was a little disappointed the way it ended. It seemed like there was too much. My first season. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that's, so last ready. season was way better. So stick with it for sure. I think, I think it gets better. It, it was just, I think, honestly, Peter Peter kind of sucked like that. I, yeah, I'm gonna... he, he was. I don't. I don't know if he. I think he was just. He was heavily influenced. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if somebody felt a certain way, he's just like, oh well, they feel this way. Then this person, it's like he's getting tugged in every direction. It's just like, what do you actually want? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, hundred percent. Like, I don't know. He, but like I said, he probably loved the experience and he probably got you know learned stuff from it. So. See, this worked out well. I was I was trying to build some beef between you and Dwayne Haskins, but it's just you and Peter. That should have been my angle from the beginning. <laughs> okay, so a couple things here before we finish up. Year two. Obviously, the Lions um, signed or drafted Jeff Okuda. You're moving up the depth chart. What's the plan in place right now to make sure that you make your mark on this team and in the NFL? Um, Just like I said, just focus on, you know, being the best to me every day, showing up every day, um, encouraging guys around me, uh, working hard, and just trying to stack days together. And that's how you get better um, as an individual and then eventually as a team. Um, but, you know, I mean, like I said, every – I think if I do that um, and, and own, a, own my role on special teams, um, then the sky's the limit. Um, like I told you before, I mean, I don't – it doesn't really matter what the depth chart is. Everyone's going to have to play. Um, at some point um, in the season. So um, the better I prepare myself to set myself up for that, and when the time comes, just make the plays. I'm a true believer in that. Just be prepared. When your time comes, make the plays, and you'll be be fine. So um, Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Yeah, no, I'm excited too. So, all right, last thing here before we let you go. So I mentioned you picked up Dwayne Haskins. You had an insane interception of Aaron Rodgers. I thought that was probably one of the best I'd seen this season. But I want to get your top five list. So it, you could include those guys in there. But who are what's your top five list of quarterbacks that you want to intercept? Um, top five list. Top five list. It does. Top it can be in any order. It doesn't have to be in any any particular. Yeah, I, I mean Rogers was definitely on there. Um, Breeze would be on there. Um, Brady. I get to play actually Breeze and Brady this year. So yeah. there it is. Um. After that, um, it'd have to be probably have to be like Russell Wilson, maybe, and then um, fifth probably got to be Trace, just because that's my former teammate. Okay, I gotta, get, I gotta get one off him. You never know; he might, you know, he's gonna flourish in this league. So I gotta get one off him and make sure I got mine saved away, souvenir. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. What about wide receivers? Who are some guys either you have lined up with or? you want to line up with in the future? I lined up with Devontae Adams. He's a, he's a great receiver. I mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's good. Um, get to play Michael Thomas this year, so that was definitely somebody. 
Um, get to play DeAndre Hopkins this year, get a chance to go against him. Um, we'd love to go against um, OBJ. Um, so that uh, um, that would be fun, too. I know he plays with passion. I play with passion, so it would be fun. Um, who else? I don't know. Honestly, whoever lines up, <laughs> like, That's, I don't really I, have, I like it. I don't, I don't really have a, a, yeah, I can't wait to play this guy. It's more like, I like, I just like competing. Whoever lines up against me, I'm ready to go. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Amani, thank you so much for taking the time. We're rooting for you in year two. We want to see some big stuff. And I know you've, you've, uh, you've got the necessary tools to make those steps. For sure. Appreciate it, brother. We are now joined with the creator of DraftMate, Keith Heaney. How are you doing, Keith? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, enjoying the, the, you know, this quarantine as much as I can, but uh, obviously kind of ready to get back out and, and enjoy the, the outside world too. Um, oh, absolutely. So, so we've got you here today. This is actually, this is different, I would say, than most of the content we put out. Uh, so you created, like I said, DraftMate, which is the sport, a sports dating app. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about how this idea kind of was built into your mind and, and why you decided to run with it. Sure. Yeah. The origin story, I, I feel like I've told this a million times as part of our pitch, even for investors, but uh, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, and it works out with, with the whole online dating thing. So I, I came up with this. I, I played college football um, back in 2000, 2006, 2010. Um, and in college, I was always dating either like the soccer player or the softball girl, something along the lines like a, the other jock, a female jock. Um, so when I graduated college, I, I was single, looking around like you can't just go to the soccer girl party and you know that all of them are soccer players or sports fans of some sort and uh, that was the biggest thing I always had because that, that was what I was interested in the, uh, the female athlete and um, and or sports fan <clears throat> so when I joined like match tinder and all the other dating apps they didn't have any filters that really focused on that they had hobbies some 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 of the apps had hobbies which I wouldn't really say sports or even following sports is much of a hobby it's you're you're passionate about it it's something yeah. that's a little stronger than a hobby Mm-hmm. So that was my biggest gripe with the whole online dating portion. And I, I kind of formulated this idea in my head, like, oh, I, I wish I knew how to build an app because I would build it this way. And uh, fast forward a couple of years and I, I kind of planned it all in my head with how great of an idea it is and never acted upon it. But I met my wife and uh, she happened to be the athlete I was always looking for, 5'11", tennis player uh, and big Giants fan. So it worked out and uh, we got married and she'd always tell me like, Hey, if you ever made that app you always talked about, we would have met five years sooner and it would have been a lot better. <laughs> so that's what kind of pushed me. She's like, just do it. You were, we're married now. Just, just go for it. I'm sure you're going to help someone else out there. So I, I went out there and um, I found a developer, pitched them my idea and we went, we went both went in on it um, as partners and uh, we developed that. That was back in, I think our first phone call was late June and we founded the company in July. Uh, we had the app in the app store by mid October, uh, just the beta form. So it was, we always toot our own horn saying, yeah, by the time we actually put it pen to paper, we had an app in the app store in less than a hundred days. Um, functioning app in the app store. Uh, we, we obviously played around with it, beta tested, got some feedback and what's not, but, and we lost, uh, we launched last week. So we were all excited for the big launch on iOS uh, and Android will be coming out next week. I mean, next month. 
Yeah. So uh, I, I was telling you before I downloaded the app and honestly, it's very like the, the barrier to entry is, is very small. Like you, it doesn't take much you know, you're filling out just a little bit of information. And then, you know, you talk about your sports teams. Although I do want to say, I told you I was from Walla Walla. There was no Washington state Cougars uh, college team choice. So that was my one thing that I was, you know, if I was going to give you some feedback, I would have liked to see some, some Cougars love in there. So I will guarantee you that will be on there tomorrow morning. Um, Amazing. That was the best thing about the, the way we built the app is I, I, me being from sports background and I went to a very small school, Wagner College, and I made sure that they were on there. So I feel your pain. Um, we were able to we're able to add teams on the fly. It doesn't it's no extra coding or anything like that. So I told I said it out there on Twitter. I was like. We built this app. I'm trying to appease everyone, and I want everyone to be able to sort by what they're looking for. Let us know if we're missing a team or a sport or whatever. I know we added some obscure. We had bull riding on there for a while because we had a very, very strong and passionate person that wanted bull riding on there. So we had bull riding on there as a non-team sport, uh, and I believe curling. Uh, that was another big one that I, I didn't think there would be that many people out there that really wanted to find a curling athlete, but there are. So we, we were able to put them on there in a couple of hours. Just It's really filtering it by team, making sure that we have everything we need, uh, and it's, it's an easy add. So I will write that down, have my developer all over that, and uh, you can check it in the morning. Awesome. I, lo- I love to hear that. So what are some things that, that you've run into over the past? Because you said you started late July, so it's been – was that some quick math here? Is that nine, nine months, 10 months, something like that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what are some things that you've had to some pushback that you faced uh, over these last 10 months, nine, 10 months? So the best thing about my team, I feel like we built a, a solid team. Um, the biggest pushback, well, we all seem to agree on a lot of things where it's, there's three of us. So it's, it's a pretty easy voting session. And, and usually if one person's a little standoffish, we can convince them not that it's peer pressure, but, it's good to have that back and forth, but we all generally have the same vision. Uh, but our, our biggest pushback was early on, um, since we are a dating app, I don't know, I don't know if you're familiar, uh, Facebook launched their own dating app back in September. It seemed to have flopped that I don't know anyone that really liked it. I haven't, I haven't heard of it. So it yeah. Couldn't have so, done that well. so the biggest problem was they launched their own dating app. So they now just really put a chokehold on any dating apps advertising on the Facebook or Instagram platform. So that, that literally just took away our most economical version of advertising. And now we're, we had to think outside the box, which helped us grow as a company um, with getting mobile on um, college, college campuses, getting into bars and, and stuff like that, building a ground game for advertising. Then Corona hit and that kind of really dialed everything back again. But um, it's funny enough, the Facebook, they, I guess in the past month or so, they, they repealed their, uh, they wanted you to sign a non-compete in order to work with them so they could like steal your ID and give away your IP. Uh, <laughs> apparently that's no longer a thing. Uh, so we are now going through the approval process of working with Facebook ads. So we are excited for that. Uh, we actually might have be able to have a Facebook advertisement campaign. But yeah, that was probably the biggest hurdle that we had going into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so talk me through the app here. So most of the people that are going to be listening to this is obviously audio form. So we're, we're going to need to, you know, we're going to have to work together, but we got to describe an, an app to, to people that are listening to a podcast. So basically once, once you get through the approval process, once you, you know, make an account, um, you're set up and basically it's, you'll see a picture of somebody and it says, 
draft draft or pass so you you tap right to draft tap left to pass what are some other things about this app that we should know um if if we decide to go into it yeah sure so i guess i'll start from your other point earlier we the one thing i wanted to make sure was the onboarding process was as simple as possible because i know when i tried eHarmony, it was almost like an hour and a half worth of questions that i'd answer and i was like literally halfway through like the only reason I'm doing this is I already paid up front. That was the, the only thing that had me kept going through. Um, <clears throat> but in the onboarding process, we are adding one more thing. It's create your mascot. It's essentially a 10 question um, personality quiz. And we give you a really uh, an emoji type character, which we can use in the background to match your personality for our subscription, uh, subscription plan. But not to bore you with all of that. <laughs> So as you were saying, yes, there's, when you get to the, the deck, we're calling it, the draft deck, uh, you, there's a draft or pass button. Draft obviously means you, you're interested in that person, pass meaning not. We don't have the traditional, like the other dating apps where it's swipe left and right. We draft up, so if you can drag the picture up, that's a draft, or you can pass down. So if you swipe it down, um, that's you're not interested. So we had to have that swiping capability. Um, but it's just not the left and right like you're used to. Uh, we wanted to do the draft up. Mm -hmm. But uh, try, keeping with the sports terminology and really making it sports friendly outside of the filters, which helps you sort by either your sports fan, like the team you're interested in, or, or the sport. Um, when you do have a draft mate or a, someone that you <laughs> both draft each other, instead of having, uh, like on Tinder, I think it's just that it's a stalemate. Whoever wants to talk first, has to make the first move bumble it forces the woman to make the first move we decided to go right into a coin flip to start off any game uh you call it in the air and whoever wins the coin flip has to kick or can has the option to kick off the conversation or receive the first pickup line so you're giving direction while gamifying the process so it, it, and we do keep a total of how many coin flips you win or lose which see, only you can see yeah see now that is that's just speaking my language because if I can describe something and my friends can attest to this, if I can describe something using a sports analogy or using as many sports references as possible, I'm going to do it. So mm -hmm. that definitely sounds like something uh, that, that I like. The other thing I was interested in is, is the Hail Mary. So can you talk to me about the Hail Mary a little bit? So that was one of our, our biggest things um, was actually what I was put forth was when I was on Tinder, uh, I would, swipe left or right on someone that I was interested in, swipe right on someone I was interested in. And you would have to hope that that person would get around to your picture. If you were in the zone that they were in for whatever time period, I travel a lot. So um, it's kind of just a wait and wait and pray game if you, you were interested in someone. So I wanted to add the Hail Mary button where it's instant gratification. And I always put it as far as like buying someone a beer at the bar, a beer at a bar. You're taking your shot. Um, it's a Hail Mary. It sends a direct notification to that person. They get it like as a text message saying, Keith is interested in you. Um, and then it's, do you want to catch the Hail Mary or pass? Uh, if they select, they want to catch it, you'll go right into the direct messaging phase. Um, and if you pass on it, it sends a message back to me saying, sorry, they're not interested. So you know right away where you stand with that person. And I feel like that, that will, I know I would be happy to know like, all right, I shot my shot and uh, <laughs> it didn't work out. But mm -hmm it's a better, better way of knowing where you stand right off the bat. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, this is, yeah, this is awesome. Uh, are there any other pieces that, that the listener should know about anything about the, um, that initial process? Um, of signing up. 
Yeah, of signing up or or when they get into it uh, as far as just the press box, sky box, like, sorry, I'm just Yeah, so the press box and sky box, the press box is really going to be where you buy your in-app currency, which is tickets, uh, and you spend tickets on the Hail Marys or uh, we have like the personality quiz as part of our subscription plan, uh, which will back do a background matchup and we're calling it your five-star prospects. Um, where we can on the back end, we'll link. All right, you're a Mets fan. These are five Mets fans that also have the same personality or the personality matches you. You might want to see them. That's part of our our skybox feature, um, as well as you can see who drafted you. So my biggest thing was how I said in college I was always looking at soccer girls. I ended up marrying a tennis player. I would never have found that if I had my filter on soccer players. Meanwhile, all these tennis players are drafting me, and I don't know. So. Mm-hmm. We have a who's, who drafted you page, which is part of our subscription as well, where you can look into saying, all right, maybe I need to change my filters because the basketball players are really, I'm really high on the basketball players draft list. Yeah. Um, so, and then we have free video chat right now for quarantine to help social distance because you, you can still be social while social distancing. Um, and that's one thing that we wanted to tell people, you can still date, it's going to be video dates and we wanted to have that for free so people can utilize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Well, that, I mean, this has been great, very informative. If you want to download this app, it's on the App Store. Uh, like Keith said, it'll be coming to Android soon. So sorry, sorry, Android users. But uh, DraftMate on the App Store. You can also follow them on Twitter at DraftMate. Very simple. I mean, it's all you know. It's all the same thing. It's it's perfect. Um, it is. Was there- it's my DraftMate on Instagram. We had to add that one part. Somebody took it for whatever reason. But darn, it's my DraftMate on Twitter or on Instagram and Twitter is just draft me. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And I mean, wish you all the best, all, all the success, all the signups. Uh, in the I future. really appreciate it. First thing that I kind of want to take care of as we move away from these interviews and into a little, a little NFL talk, that schedule release thing. I mean, I understand what they were trying to do, but I don't see, I didn't see the major pull for me to, to why I should tune in. I mean, we're going to have the next six months of analyzing the schedule and, and who, what teams are going to be successful and what teams got a bad break. So why would we pack all that into a three hour thing? I mean, you know, you need the ratings, you want people to tune in and they had a lot of interviews, which was great. But I think if we put it all at once, people are going to grow pretty tired, pretty fast of it. Uh, Unfortunately, we've got other, other events coming back. UFC, obviously just had their first match of what's going to be a three-match week or three-night week uh, uh, as, far as, as far as fight nights go, Saturday night. But And, and baseball is moving back. Obviously, the KBO is, has made a big push. My KT Wiz, not doing so hot, unfortunately. Would have liked to see them to do a lot better, but you know what can you do? Obviously, I'm, I'm stuck with them. They're the team I chose, so that, that's how it's going to be. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think... I understand where their intentions were, but I don't think there was necessarily a need for it at this point. Anyways, let's get into the next rankings as far as the NFL goes. Next up at 28, we have the Carolina Panthers. So the Carolina Panthers got a new coach, lost Ron Rivera, fired Ron Rivera uh, in the offseason, made a lot of moves, uh, also got Joe Brady, the passing game coordinator from LSU, signed Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson, two great pieces, guys will start right away. And then a really good backup quarterback, former XFL standout PJ Walker. I mean, I've talked about him before. Love the way he plays. He is the new age quarterback. He's mobile. He's got a big arm. He can throw on the run. He can create, make something out of nothing. 
that's gonna he's gonna be a really good backup. I think he's in the top half of all backups in the NFL, and I wouldn't be surprised at some point if he eventually finds his way onto a starting roster. Uh, as far as the draft goes, they took seven defensive guys, which was a little bit surprising, but they did focus on offense and free agency. Uh, Derek Brown, a guy who I love, big on him, uh, to shore up that defensive line. Yader Gross Matos, a first-round talent they got in the second round, another fantastic move, and then Jeremy Chin. He's another one. He's a safety, athletic safety. Went to a smaller school, but the traits are there, and he, if he can learn, and, and I think he can be coached, he's going to be a pretty successful player. Uh, as far as outlook for this team why I've got him here I mean they're in a rebuilding phase like let's let's not let's not beat around the bush here let's make no mistake um they're they're gonna struggle they're in one of the toughest divisions in football Teddy Bridgewater had success with the Saints but he's not playing with the Saints roster anymore unfortunately and I think he's gonna struggle a lot and maybe the goal is to put a plan in place to get one of those top three quarterbacks next year either Trevor Lawrence Justin Fields or Trey Lance I think that makes a lot of sense and unfortunately Teddy Bridgewater I feel like, and I've talked about this before, picked the wrong place. I think he picked the wrong spot to go. He needed to be in a spot that was set up, ready for him to just take over. I think if the Bucks hadn't signed Brady, Bridgewater would have been a great spot for them. I think Car- or the Los Angeles, the Chargers, would have been another great spot for him as far as a defense built up and, and an offense ready to go. But honestly, the what they have there, and, and I think Matt Rule will, will find some success. I'm still, I'm not sure if I'm ready to put him in the the top 10 of coaches in the NFL, but he's definitely not in the bottom six. I think he inherited a bad roster. Um, Obviously, trading away Trey Turner was a big loss for uh, an injured Russell Okung. So be interesting to see how things break down for them at this point. But at number 28, I've got the Carolina Panthers. Next up at 27 is actually the team that the Panthers fired coach went to, the Washington Redskins. So as far as the draft went, I thought they did a really solid job as far as building solid pieces and and putting a plan in place for their offense to be successful. So they drafted Antonio Gibson, a guy who I had as a sleeper. They took him in the third round. Uh, so, but I think the values there, I think the talents there. Uh, Sadiq Charles, the offensive tackle at LSU, has some off the field issues, but the talent is definitely there. And I think Ron Rivera, of all people, would be a great place to kind of iron those things out and get him playing on the field because once the talent is seen uh, you know and, and he can eliminate some of that off the field stuff he can be an average to above average starter in the NFL uh, Antonio Gandy Golden was a fantastic pick this guy I mean you couldn't they couldn't talk enough about him he knows how to solve a Rubik's Cube in under five minutes he picked up bowling and within a month was bowling at 300 he said he recently picked up golf and and many people think he's going to be an expert at that too um, but more importantly He's a big body target, and I think that's something that that Dwayne Haskins will enjoy and use pretty regularly in that offense. I could see him getting some work basically right away, even though he was a fourth-round pick. Uh, and finally, Chase Young. Obviously, I mean, that, that was a home-run pick for them. They In most drafts, you don't get a guy like that at number two, but but they did because the Bengals needed a quarterback. And that kind of shores up that, off, that defensive line. I think they've got a really solid group put together. Um, but it's going to take time. I mean, Dwayne Haskins is is younger. He needs to to develop a little more. The Redskins also traded for Kyle Allen. So that, that's going to be tough for him, I think, and especially in the locker room, navigating that successfully. Because he was, you know, Dwayne Haskins was your first-round pick just two years ago. I think it's too early to give up on him. And I don't want him to, to see him have a career like you saw with, 
with Josh Rosen, at least at the start. You know, Arizona didn't want him. They didn't put a good plan in place to make sure he was successful. He got dumped to the Dolphins. The Dolphins had nowhere near a quarterback ready uh, offensive line or offensive weapons. And you could see that by Ryan Fitzpatrick being the leading passer. Um, so I want to, I'm glad they're making steps to make sure he's put in the right place. Uh, but as far as losses, they, they got rid of Trent Williams. They moved on from him, which I think was a good move. I think, you know, you, you got some decent, some decent value. I would have liked to see them trade him sooner because he's worth a first round pick, even though he's 32, uh, teams really need left tackles and, and he is an above average to, you know, borderline star tackle, even at this age. Um, but obviously now that you got to bolster that that offensive line, still needs a lot of work. But fortunately, Dwayne Haskins can handle the brunt of, of these hits and, and he can take it. I just think they need to stick with him. I think it's too early to move on. And I'm worried because, you know, Kyle Allen was the starter in Carolina under Ron Rivera. So are, are we going to see him move from this point? Uh, I'm not really sure. But I mean, I'm excited relatively for the Redskins. I think they're, they're putting a good plan in place. Ron Rivera is a great coach for them. Uh, and, and I think in a couple years, you know, with with a couple good drafts, they're they're going to be in a good spot. But right now, it's it's just too much to overcome. I think there's some. I mean, there's a lot of talent in the NFC, and the Cowboys and Eagles are really good. Uh, they'll probably steal one, maybe even two, from the Giants at this point. A team that that you know we we may see on this list up here at some point. But yeah, the team I've got here at 27 is the Washington Redskins. I said we wouldn't have to wait long to hear about the uh, New York Giants, and that's because they're up next at 26. Uh, as far as offseason moves, they signed a new coach, Joe Judge, uh, who there was a lot of feedback from, a lot of negative feedback. But I think at a certain point, if you get a guy who works for Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, I mean, I know it hasn't always worked out, but Brian Flores has been successful. Matt Patricia, that's obviously up for debate. And Josh McDaniels wasn't the best head coach, but... I mean, you gotta you you gotta give it a chance. I mean, you, you always have to try, especially a guy that's played or coached for both of these two coaches. I think they did really well in draft, uh, especially the first two picks. I think Andrew Thomas is one of the most pro-ready offensive tackles. I would have liked to see them move back. I think they could have gotten him at the same value at eight, nine, ten, as well as you know netting another second round or third round pick. But it was a good move. And Xavier McKinney, I thought he's a first round talent. He's he was one of the best safeties in the class. I think I had him as my safety number one, uh, and, and they got him there in the second round, which is great value. He'll add to the team. Um, Matt Pert, another guy, obviously, you know, getting the offensive line was important. I thought it was a reach there in the third round. I thought they could have waited a little longer. He's going to be more of a project, and I think they needed more pro-ready guys. It felt like they took a, a team-need approach as opposed to best player available, and, and that hurts you sometimes. I think that does. But if Matt Pert works, works out and, and the two earlier picks pan out like I think they will, it's going to be a pretty good draft for Dave Gettleman and, and the computer folk. Uh, as far as free agency moves, they missed out on on, on Byron Jones. So they, they got James Bradbury. Obviously not the same level, but he'll do decent. He's starter quality, uh, and, and they got him on a one-year deal, which is cheap. Uh, Deion Lewis, a guy who I think they will employ in the backfield alongside Saquon Barkley, a solid pass catcher, a guy that will be able to, you know, give Saquon a break here or there and provide as an injury replacement if he does miss one or two games like he did last season. And then finally, I thought this was funny. I was reading about it. Uh, they signed Colt McCoy, who one of the analysts for the New York Giants said he was, quote, a guy who was good enough to mentor Daniel Jones without ever being a real threat to his job. So that's what they're expecting out of Colt McCoy. Uh, and going into this offseason, going into this season, 
I mean, you got to look at Daniel Jones. You know, they've gotten some good pieces in place. Obviously, they're not a, a playoff-ready team around him yet. But I think as far as last year was concerned, he, he did a pretty decent job. I'll be honest, I didn't watch a ton. I think I watched maybe three or four Daniel Jones games total. So I'm not going to give some some uh, great take or, or spout off here. But I think this year, you know, you're going to look at him again. They're going to see, okay, does this guy have the traits we want? Uh, he made a lot of good things happen last year. He had, you know, ups and downs as rookies do. Uh, but can he get things done here in year, year two? So I think under new coach Joe Judge, they're going to struggle. I mean, same thing with the Redskins. They could take two with the Redskins. They could lose both to the Redskins. Uh, and a tough NFC, new coach. I mean, the, the 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 deck is stacked against them. And I think, hopefully, another bad season means Dave Gettleman's out the door, which will get them on the road to being an elite franchise you know they they obviously have the the two Super Bowls with Eli Manning they've been in the conversation for a number of years but they took a bit of a turn so maybe one more bad season Dave Gettleman's out the door and then they can focus on getting back to to their Super Bowl legacy like they have in the past and finally our last team in this power rankings for this week obviously next week we'll get into 24 through 21 but at 25 is the Miami Dolphins now the Dolphins were probably the busiest team in free agency in the draft and I think their team got incredibly better I mean looking at their first six I mean they had six picks in the first three rounds so you know they were busy there Tua Tungavailoa, Austin Jackson, Jackson, Noah Igbenogany, Raekwon Davis, Robert Hunt, and Brandon Jones those are those are six guys that I think have a real chance to start, if not be the first ones off the bench this next season. I mean, you look at, at what they were able to do in free agency as well, signing Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy, Jordan, Jordan Howard, Eric Flowers, Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba. I mean, that's that's basically a third of a team that they've put together in the draft and free agency, uh, and I think they got a lot better. Obviously, last year, expectations were incredibly low. But at this point, what Brian Flores is able to do and, and motivate players and get the best out of them is very impressive. I think he may be one of the best Bill Belichick disciples at this point uh, as far as getting a head coaching spot. Now, the Dolphins have a lot of holes. I mean, the offensive line, even though they got a lot of guys in the draft and for agency to help build it, is, is very poor. I think they're, they're going to need a lot of work there. Jordan Howard can't be the long-term answer at running back. They need to find another guy. Would have liked to, to to draft a guy maybe in the second round that could could go and start right away. But all in all, they're looking up. Things are looking good. The AFC East right now is is very weak. I mean, we've already mentioned the team, the Jets, and and the Bills and Patriots are are good, are solid, but they can they can lose a couple games. They're not they're not bulletproof. This isn't the Patriots division anymore by any means. And I think in the next couple of years with a few more solid drafts and a, and a couple more uh, free agency signings. They could be well on their way to a playoff spot. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate you taking the time. If you're still here, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review, five stars if you liked it. If not, give us five stars anyways and tell us how we can do better. Follow us on Twitter at PodcastNGL, on Instagram at NotGonnaLivePodcast. For a whole bunch of clips from this week's episode on Zoom, you can see the actual players uh, that we interviewed. You can hear... Uh, Keith, the guy that we talked to about DraftMate. By the way, again, go go to DraftMate. Go download the app. Give it a shot. Uh, this is the next best thing, the next big thing. Especially, you know, you guys are all listening because you're sports fans. I know you're you're looking for somebody who wants to share that interest with you. So, go to DraftMate, download it, give them a follow. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.